You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jessalyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from... Dog Gone Positive is Maria Ryan. Here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions. Rub it to your comments and your stories. The number is 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Ben and he'll put you on the line with us. That's 844-305-7800. The show is produced in-house, in studio by the ever so talented Mr. Welcome back, Zach Beauty. Ah, hello, Patch. How hello, Mr. Zach. How you doing? We're doing good. I'm so glad to be here. You don't look like Lexi. No, I don't. I don't have titties in the <laughs> belly. I don't have the belly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or the long hair. Actually, I don't have the long hair anymore. No, I didn't even notice. Cut it all off. Got a hat on. You used to have long hair? Yeah. 844-305-7800 is the number. 844-305-7800. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. And I'm Zach Buden. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. And I'm Zach Buden. How are you doing over there, Zach? Oh, uh, you know, getting the back into the swing of things. I know you saw the movie uh, Star Wars. Oh, you know I did. Like those of uh, the other billions out there. Oh, yes. I saw it the day before it came out. It, like, broke all <laughs> kinds of records. Oh, that it did. Yeah, I screened it. It was it was, it was was a great film. Oh, I, I lucked the hell did out of like it. Did you like it? I was a little amazed, though, that... Um, it wasn't really nominated at the characters. No, no one got nominated, Oscars. but John Williams did. Well, and the special effects. Yes, of course. But um, the girl that played Ray. Yeah. Oh, uh, somebody Daisy told me Ray, that Daisy was actually Ray. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Oh, you mean oh, in 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 no, in real life. That's what no. somebody was saying. No. 
No? no. You sure? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but that's what every, that's what I had heard from somebody. somebody so was playing a joke on you, Someone John. was messing no, with you. They were being serious, but, I mean, the film itself is really good. So, I don't know. So, I don't know. I, environmental Ed, uh, my brother, I don't know, you with this, Ed? I don't think Ed's there yet. So no, Not there? No. Okay. Uh, when we get Environmental Ed on, I want to talk to him a little bit about a couple of things. But if you've got a question, a comment, give us a call. 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. That's the number to call. And we are open to your questions, training questions, or behavior questions. Every once in a while during the hour, if you hear a... That's not my cat. Because my cat does that. My new cat. Um, but that's your dog. It's Rufus. Rufus the who, dog. Who is He's so cute. So it's not Zach. Just enamored <laughs> by your new kitty. Who is not visible, but uh, definitely close by. Um, uh, although, I don't know. I mean, I kind of whipped Zach at the opening there with the... Uh, <laughs> he might be whining. He might ooh, be. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But thanks for giving me the opportunity to train my dog. Yeah, while well, you're here. Yeah. You got the little snacks in front of you? I do. I have... If we had... Oh, you like broke them down into pieces. I have to. Here's, here's two reasons. One, he doesn't need that much for each. I'm going to be reinforcing the heck out of him for the next several hours and the other thing is he does not do well in the car and i'm driving to the other side of the state no good luck and with that no right even though he's on some mechlazine um, so so the people yeah. that are hearing during the show today you're going to be hearing the whole no, time I'm gonna be hearing, <laughs> oh nice it's one of those doesn't travel well yeah, that's rufus, what i mean what do you got in your mouth there rufus Oh, he's got a ball. Just as long as it's not my cat. No. <laughs> he actually was raised around uh, a cat. I used to have a cat, and um, he did really well with her. I'm trying to convince my brother to get a cat. Um, Why? Either a cat or a dog. Mm-hmm. Environmental Ed. Hey, Environmental Ed, how are you? Hello? Hello? I think we... Uh, Ed's not talking to me. Do we have Ed? Hello, Ed? There he is. What Hi, were, what, Ed. What were you on the toilet? Hey, or how's it going on, on that end down there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to, I want you to meet Maria Ryan. Hi, Ed. Hello, Maria. It's a pleasure to speak with one of John's relatives. Siblings. Truly, siblings. Thank you. Yes. Ed's the middle boy. Middle boy. Yeah, there's five of us, and he's the baby. Where are you? I'm the baby. Oh, you're the baby. Oh, Yo, you're the baby. Who the baby? You the baby? Ah, the baby. <laughs> the baby too. <laughs> Gotta love him. My mom used to do that. My mom, we'd be out someplace, and um, she would always do that. She wouldn't do it to any of the other kids, but we'd be standing there, and she'd be like, and I could be 40 years old, and my mom would be like, and this is the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I would yell at her all the time, like, Mom, stop it. (laughs) Mom, you're embarrassing me. There are people here. Yeah. And by the way, that's Zach, Ed. You remember Zach. Hi, Zach. How are you? Good to talk to you again, Ed. You know, it's funny, too. They're having a good winter in Florida. It's the weather here. I could have been laying on at my pool today. Actually, I was for about a half Amazing. hour. Amazing! I like, have a sunroof, and I just had the, had that baby open all day today. Yep, that's what I was doing. What's it like? The river. What's it like in the Northeast? Well, in this part of the Northeast, it's about thirty. What is it right now? I'll tell you in a second. That's the nice thing about iPhones. You check in one second. <laughs> it is thirty. Uh, it's not a plug. Thirty-seven degrees and cloudy. 37? 37 and cloudy, no snow on that's, the ground. That's actually a heat wave, though. Yeah, for this type of time of year up here, it is. Plus, um, with the, without any snowpack, of course, it even has the tendency to stay warmer because that snow acts like a refrigerator, keeps things cooler, you know. So 
it's an interesting mm. winter so far. No, it's a bizarre winter, and you know, I don't think uh, you know wildlife is one thing, pets are another thing, but I don't even think my vegetation knows what to do. I mean, still being in Florida, we lose the leaves on our oak trees and stuff down here, and my tree is like trying to decide: do I shed now? Do I not? Do I shed? Yes. Do it? Do the leaves drop? Seriously, it doesn't know what to do. I mean, I'll go out, my yard will be half, like, I'll find some leaves on the ground, and then it's warm again, then there's leaves, there's buds coming out. And then it's like, oh, then oh, they're it's back. it's cold. Yeah. yeah retreat, retreat. It's oh, so they can't make up their minds. It's funny, just like animals, if plants could talk, what a story they could tell, right? What do you think in the animal world with weather like this? Does it cause more animals to survive, meaning that, you know, there's going to be bigger populations next year, or no? You know, it's hard to figure. You know, there's a lot of variables that you don't have to have a heavy snowpack or cold temperatures, real windy conditions to totally do in a, a population of some type of animals. But, you know, as the weather changes, they're adaptable. Keep in mind, animals are so adaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, plants are, too. You know, some plants are more resilient than others. So, like, for instance, some plants will set a taproot very, very deep in, in a dry period of time. And that's huh. because they have the ability to do that. And that's how they survive. Yeah, a lot of times, though, down here, like when we had that two years ago, I think it was two, three years ago, we had that really cold weather down here, and all my I lost my whole yard, uh, all my palms and everything, but the root systems on a lot of these these um, creatures, these plants, survived, so they ended up growing back. It took a long time, but they came back. So it's tap roots. Yep. Ed, don't go away. We'll be right back. By the way, did you see Star Wars yet? Oh, yes, I have. Okay, so then you recognize the music. All right, we'll be back with environmental ed. If you have an environmental question, maybe how to keep an animal out of your yard or what to do with your plants or whatever, we're open to that as well. You can always do the tactic that my brother did when he had a garden during the spring and summer. It was like, it's, you know, some people will spread coyote pee all around so it keeps the, uh, you know, the vermin away, rabbits and stuff. <laughs> Where do Ooh, you yummy. Get my, my brother dressed up in a coyote outfit and just <laughs> went out and peed there himself. Say. <laughs> yeah, coyote pee. Coyote. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Give us a call, 844-305-7800. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hardworking ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews, the only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Some ruffled feathers as fear of lawsuits has led us here. Turkey flies on plane as therapy pet. With a Talk of Pets radio news brief, I'm your host, John Patch. A turkey is not what one would expect to see on a flight, especially not in its own seat. But that's exactly what some travelers have experienced as turkeys have now joined the growing list of support animals. A photo posted by Reddit user, uh showed the feathered passenger seated on a Delta flight this week. My neighbor is a flight attendant. He just posted this photo on someone's therapy pet on his flight, wrote the Reddit user. Now, though many are accustomed to seeing dogs as support animals, the National Service Animals Registry website says all domesticated animals can qualify as an emotional support animal. 
Delta, in a statement, said it was complying with the Air Carrier Access Act. While we can't always accommodate all pets, Delta employees made a judgment call based in part on extensive documentation from the customer. We review each case and make every effort to accommodate our customers' travel's needs while also taking into consideration the health and safety of other passengers. Of course, in accommodating passengers who need to travel with their companion animals, there is a risk in how other travelers will react. Now, there are allergies to account for, as well as the possibility that an animal can bite or attack another passenger. In another growing concern, some travelers have been allegedly faking their needs for emotional support pets to avoid paying the higher fees for shipping animals. At this point, just about any therapist can sign off on any kind of animal. And while science has proven that when dogs look at you with total devotion, it produces oxytocin. Now, a hormone that shuts down the fear mechanism. The turkey? I don't think so. In the meantime, unless maybe it's going in the oven, we may have to get used to seeing all kinds of service animals from dogs to pigs to turkeys due to the appearance of websites and companies offering the service. But with the Department of Transportation fearing lawsuits from refused passengers, there is nothing to do about the travel companions but wait for a change in guidelines. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm John Patch. She needs a turkey in her life. I love Mary J. Blige. I love Mary J. Blige. She's pretty impressive. Yeah. Unbelievable. Her voice is incredible. Did you know she sings about therapy? No, but she sings about everything else, so why not therapy? Yeah, we all need it. We, we all think, need it. Will you be my therapist, Patch? I don't I, I, I After watching Environmental Ed in his coyote outfit, peeing in his garden, I mean, I think I need therapy. <laughs> We all need a little bit of therapy now. <laughs> what about you, Environmental Ed? Do you need some therapy? Not really. You can borrow my outfit if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll wear it like a champ. <laughs> hey, you know, going back to that turkey segment, though, you know, we've, we've all seen many people standing in line at the airport, and the only thing that they were, well, the only thing they're missing is the feathers. And they're granted oh, a yeah. ticket, so why can't the animals fly? Ba-bum-bump. Oh, got ya. There's a lot of turkeys <laughs> in the world, that's for sure. <laughs> But no, I mean, flying, I've flown with dogs and cats I've seen on my flights, but I've never seen a wild animal on a plane with me or, for instance, a turkey. I fly with Rufus. He's my therapy dog because I'm just not a good flying person at all. I feel that. He's awesome. I mean, he's just stellar. He just sits there. I'm going to be flying with a lot of dogs soon because Westminster Kennel Club is coming up. Oh my goodness, that's right. The show's coming up next month and there's always dogs on my flights and everything going up to New York. So Uh we'll we'll be broadcasting live from 
the hotel pen on um february 13th nice for the westminster kennel club dog show so environmental ed tell us what's going on because uh congratulations i guess is in store uh, if you want to take it as congratulations you have retired from being a conservationist for the government yes yes it, it was time john it was time to move on um yeah not that things are changing all that much in the environmental aspect of, as far as conservation is concerned but it was just time to move on time maybe to do a little bit something different here in my latter years and maybe help some people in other regards, kind of go from there. Yeah, what's some of the things that, what was your exact title with the government? I was district conservationist at a, at a local office, at a countywide office. And so I what did, do you actually, what did you do for the that? government? What did you what do? What does yeah, that mean? Exactly. Like, for it, us peons well, in, here. in my capacity, uh, I did a lot of field-level service to landowners, technical service, and, as well as management, office management. So, and, and I did work in a couple other states, so periodically, you know, for a period of time there. So, um, you know, it has diversity of experience, but mainly it's technical assistance on erosion control, soil and water conservation, natural resources regarding, like, wildlife, things of that sort. So what do you think in terms of, like, well, I know we're open on our website at TalkingPets.com. If you have an environmental question for Ed, uh, you can email it in and he'll answer it for you. Um, sure, I do welcome your callers to do that because there's a possibility that, you know, for me to provide some answers to them based on my experience and expertise that, could be of value to their concern. Yeah, no, I was amazed actually with the the neighbor across the mountain where you helped him with those lakes that he has up there. So, you know, I always wonder how a lake, how you can build a lake and the water just doesn't seep into the earth. <laughs> yeah, how does that work? <laughs> like, do you put a big tarp under there or what? <laughs> no, you, you go back to looking at the soil conditions, and certain soils will very much so minimize any type of infiltration. And, and they'll hold water, but then again, you got to be in an area that there's a pretty good turnover as far as the infrastructure, you know, the, um, the rate of precipitation decent enough to maintain a pool area and things of that sort. So there are some variables, there's technical variables that impact. It's just not go out and dig a hole in the ground. That's what John and I would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> no, just don't be like, where did the water go? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's day. So you can't actually do that. The average person that doesn't know would probably go out there and dig a hole and think I could fill it with water and it's you know it's going to stay in there. But that's not the case. There's a lot of uh, determinants actually that you know take place. Is, yeah, is it like when you dig you a hole? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Plus, anymore these days, you know, when you, you go ahead and put up a dam just to create a pool of water for, in your case, probably it's, in many cases it's for recreation. Um, you know, you do have liabilities associated with that also downstream. Yeah, so some of it, I mean, the, the the fishing on these lakes that you did for uh, for um, Harris, I believe, were is phenomenal up there, the fishing. And then, of course, now you've got geese and you've got duck and the wildlife, the deer and everything come down there to drink from. And so it really opens up a like a restaurant for wildlife. <laughs> That's true, John. <laughs> hey, Ed, don't go away. We're going to take a little break. We'll, we'll come right back with you. We're speaking with environmental. Ed, if you've got a question about the environment or maybe you want to build a lake on your property, hey, give us a call. 844-305-7800, or if you've seen a man in a coyote outfit, it could be Ed. 844-305-7800. Was he peeing? 844-305-7800. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan. And I'm Zach Buden. Pick up the phone, give us a call. This is Talking Pets. designerpetsweaters.com hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat 
beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Every day I drive down this long lonesome road see nothing but trees and hills that time will erode I'd whistle a tune in my old country way with thoughts and concerns of our country's decay I looked to the left and then to the right that's when I saw him he was oh such a sight he seemed to be staring down the old country road in hopes that his master would return as he was told I couldn't go by and let his life end that way so I stopped and decided to make a difference that day I approached him so slowly with a voice of content but he ran to the woods for I was not his master God sent each day would go by I'd continue the same then one day it was different he remembered my name His body was weak, a breath hardly felt, but I gave him my love, of which gave him his health. Off this old country road, he now has a home, water and food with a bed, and a name of his own. Now I am his master, and he is my friend. How could anyone consider this dog's life? The end. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Don't forget to visit our website at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. There's no G in the Talkin'. And by the way, when you go on there, make sure you join on to our Facebook and Twitter. The icons are right there at the top of the homepage, so you can actually see what we're doing. At all times, basically, we do uh, tweet quite a bit and um, all the good stuff. And uh, on our Facebook, there's a lot of interesting videos and stories and all that that you can check out. And a big shout-out to uh, my three favorite girls out there. It's uh, This week, it's Betty White, Tippi Hedren, and Linda Blair's birthdays. So uh, I posted that on Facebook as well. So happy birthday to them. And um, a variation in ages throughout time. But once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. Give us a call at 844-305-7800. Thank you. 
my baby. Hey, hats off to a tail slapper of a beaver. Scientists estimate that before Europeans arrived, North America was home to between 60 million and 400 million beavers. It took barely 400 years to trap them almost to extinction. Their dam building and waterway routing make them a keystone species, or one whose effect on animals and plants is disproportionately large. Now, relative to its own abundance. Now, in Washington State, for instance, beaver dams built in the Skagit Delta increase habitat for young Chinook salmon. Ponds with dams melt earlier than those without, creating fresh water for early migrating birds. Beavers delay ponds freezing to be by slapping icy patches with their tails or pooling at edges of the ice. The wetlands that beavers create make homes for ducks, herons, otters, and plants and trees, which turn attract elk and moose. Now take a couple of beavers and a few generations and a healthy ecosystem is born. Now the species has returned to all the states in Providence from where it was eradicated. Between 9.6 million and 50 million now live in North America including two that are named Jose E. Sereno and Justin Beaver who lives in the Bronx River. I didn't know Justin. Justin Beaver? I didn't know he lived in the river. That's probably. Does he live in the river? Maybe that's why Selena Gomez left them. <laughs> I thought they were back together. Are they really? For a minute. That's what I th- yeah. Oh, maybe then it's over already. Yeah, I think so. I don't stay. Hollywood, what do you yeah. expect? Yeah, it's know. all fake. What are you going to do? So, Ed, what do you think about the beaver? Oh, they're the best engineers in the world. Yeah. So you I, like I know, beavers. I know you've seen the movie Revenant. <laughs> I love the movie right. Revenant. Correct. Mm. So if you kind of look, kind of watch the early beginnings of that movie, you'll see how important the beavers were to our ancestors. Did you you saw the movie? Yes. You loved it. Yes, it was a very good movie. The scenery is just uh, breathtaking. It's amazing. The, that that movie right. is hands word. down amazing. I have to see it. It's, it's unbelievable. Very worthy of the awards. I'll be seeing it soon. Giving it. Yeah, you know, it's got the most nominations for Oscars this year, and oh, yeah. deservedly so. And I think Leo should win. Um, he won the Golden Globe. Actor. Yeah, he, he did. Golden Globe. But he's never won an Oscar Ever. yet. No, he's never which won is anything. odd. Really? Because he's such a talented actor. He is. He'll get Somebody it. hates him in Hollywood. He'll get Somebody it Somebody does, for sure. <laughs> I can't believe that. No, but the movie is amazing. And I don't want to give too much away, Ed, but I mean, no, some of the don't. animal scenes. What did you think? I just want, I'm curious what you thought about the bear mauling scene. Oh, gosh. Um, they, called, they actually called it a rape scene. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how they put that together. You know, how that was actually done in the uh, photography that they did. But, you know, the environmental setting that they they, all the pictures are taking in, and like I said earlier, in itself is just amazing. Yeah, they no, it's put all that together. And I was watching a little bit of a clip of the interviews on with Leo and Tom Hardy and all, and, and the elements that these guys had to work in in order to put that movie together to make it for the big screen. I mean, that wasn't easy. Oh no, no. You know, I, that's but, why it's been nominated for all these awards. I mean, it's a spectacular movie. The thing that I thought was interesting, too, and what's your thought on that, being an animal guy, you know, wildlife and all, and was Mama Bear. I mean, he wasn't even close to those cubs, but close enough, I guess, huh? Oh, yes. She was going to protect them any way possibly she could, so protect those cubs. Yep, and she did. Yes, I mean, she did. She, 
she charged at him and wow I, I don't want to say too much but it's just that scene alone like had me at the first rip <laughs> Wow, John. <laughs> wow. Was, there was no hello in this part of the film. No hello. <laughs> it was just rip, rip, rip. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. And this is your brother, Ed. The sure and, power and, of an animal of that type is amazing. Oh, unbelievable. And the horse scene, uh, again, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a certain horse scene and, and involves a cliff. I was just like... <gasps> I did. I gasped. I gasped so loud everybody in the theater heard me. <laughs> but uh, it's just amazing, that movie, how, the way they filmed it and everything. It's so deserved of Oscars. That's for damn sure. Oh, so yes. I highly recommend going out and seeing and, it. And then again, like I said, from our, my perspective, when I'm looking at the camera pictures that were taken of the environment in itself, it's just amazing that they could get the pictures they did, the flow of the currents of the streams and things of that sort. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you think, though, too, about you were talking about the beavers in the opening of the film? I mean, and I read that little clip about, you know, how beavers were going extinct and now they're back, you know, uh, from extinction and they're starting to, you know, make a presence again out there. How important are they to the ecosystem? Well, they're very important because they allow for some water recharge. You know, they allow the water to get into the ground and recharge the aquifer and things of that sort. So, and then again, they provide habitat for other species. That wouldn't be there otherwise. You know, I remember. I, I, I remember when I was younger. I used to hunt. I was. I grew up in a hunting family, of course. My brothers all hunted, and we were out there one. I, I don't know. Maybe I was sixteen years old, seventeen years old at the time, and we were out there in the woods. We called it Marianne's Land because it was this woman's land that we would go hunt on. And I was just thrilled, just being out there in the woods and hiking in the trees and. And I'll never forget the one, it was just, I don't know if it was, I think it was just towards the end of the day where the sun was setting and I was walking back by myself to the car and I had to always cross over this beaver dam. And I walked across this beaver dam to go up the mountain to get to my car and in the water was a beaver. And that thing slapped that tail so loud. Wow. It was amazing. So what is that? What's, what's with the slap? It's is a that like a warning signal. sign? They slapped their tail. It's a warning so, that they're nervous and something's not right. They were going to chop down my tree if I got any closer, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong piece of wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going down a hole, rabbit hole right now. It was amazing, though. I mean, this creature, I mean, that's the first time I literally saw a beaver in the wild. And um, the other animal that actually I, I i'm getting on a tangent here with the other animal that threw me like in my career of radio and animals and stuff like that was a uh, uh porcupine i was in san diego with joan embry you know you remember joan embry mm -hmm. and uh from the san diego zoo and we were together we were doing a show together and she brought out a um porcupine to me and i was just amazed with this creature i mean you couldn't you couldn't hug it <laughs> yeah he wouldn't want to do that John. but the noise that it made when she fed it these little crackers I mean, no, no word alive. It was the was cutest anyway? face, and and it would just it would sit there and eat, and it would be like, <laughs> kind of like when Homer eats a donut. <laughs> yeah, it was like, is that what he sounds like? I don't know. I don't know what mm, donut. <laughs> but it was the cutest thing, and I fell in love with the porcupine. That day, I fell in love with a porcupine. Really did. He stuck me a couple They're times. They're cute. <laughs> they are cute. You just can't cuddle them. So. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I guess not. 
please come sleep in my bed. <laughs> Stop poking me. <laughs> Touching me. Not spooning you tonight, that's for sure. Why don't you give him a major ha- haircut first? Yeah, <laughs> trim those pines. Well, environmental ed, I want to thank you for stopping by and, uh, you know, playing along with us and, you know, and filling us in on some things, of course. And, uh, you know, congratulations on your retirement, Brother Ed. Oh, thank and you very I'll much. And you folks uh, enjoy the rest of your evening here and the rest of your show. And then, uh, you know, look forward here to an early spring, let's say, right? Sounds yeah, good. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> well, okay. I, I'm sorry I couldn't be there at the, uh, at the you know, going away party, but I know the whole rest of the family was there, but I was there in spirit. Yes, you were. So, all right. Well, give my love to Sue and the kids, and talk to you soon. Will do. Take care, Ed. You too. Bye, Bye Ed. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Uh, aren't you supposed to be owing me a beer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. There, there are shots in the refrigerator. If no, you like one. I have to drive. <laughs> Maybe I'll have one time. <laughs> Well, that was Environmental Ed. If you'd like to email him, you can. You can envir- uh, you can you can email Environmental Ed at talkingpets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, talkingpets.com. That's my brother. That's the middle one. There's Rich, Joe, Ed. And you're the baby. Then there's my sister, and then there's baby baby me. I'm still wearing diapers. The baby. Oh, wait. They're called the pens now. (laughs) You're going to love this, Patrick. (laughs) Man, this song's called Two Beavers Are Better Than One. Nice. I'm speechless. <laughs> you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? No. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I heard it's a really good show. Oh, it's but, brilliant. Yeah. I I do love Neil Patrick Harris. Though. Me too. One I think my I think he's brilliant. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We're open to your training questions, behavior questions, your comments, and your stories. 844-305-7800. So let's go do what hunt. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free, and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> The business of playing dress-up. Ooh, you look fabulous with your pets. With the Talking Pets Radio News Brief, I'm John Patch. Did you miss it? Thursday was National Dress-Up Your Pet Day. 
And while it plays to the more colorful and fashionable side of an owner and their pet's personality, it also reminder to keep them, especially ones that go outside like dogs, warm and safe from winter. Americans spent more than $60 billion on their pets in 2015. The larger chunks went for things like food, veterinary care, and grooming. But clothing grossed a sizable sum as well. Halloween costumes alone brought in more than $300 million. Wardrobes and accessories have also begun to play a big role for animal shelters, trying to show their pets' personalities online and through social media. All this fun comes with a warning. People shouldn't dress their pets in baby or people clothes because of the hazards from being ill-fitting and animals potentially chewing or choking on them, let alone peeing or pooping in them. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm John Patch. Madonna, and no matter what anybody says, she's the icon of music. Um, she is like changed so much in this world oh, from yeah. then to now. I'll agree with that. And the thing is, I never knew that's what these words were. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those songs where I would go, <laughs> oh You know, where you make up your own words. Yeah. I didn't know to dress you up. What? Listen. I'll dress you up in my love. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I have to confess, I've done the same thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah you know. You're like not even paying attention. No. You know. No, it's like kind of like okay. But you like the song. No, sometimes you just can't understand it when it's well, on the radio. And then there's that too. Yeah, like, I mean, how many times do you look are at a they song? Saying? Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, that's those words to that yeah. song, really? I know. Like the only songs to the new Adele, I love the new Adele. It's like. Hello. Right. It's me. It's me. <laughs> I torture my cats with that now. When I walk in the house, I'm like, hello. It's me. It's me. In winter, my new kitty will look at me and go, daddy, you're insane. <laughs> and then she farts on me. Oh. My oh. cat loves to fart. Kitty yeah. farts? Yeah, she does. She's a farter. She's Take a farter. that, kitty fart. No, she's a farter. Maybe a little acidophilus to help her tummy. No, oh, no pun intended on that one. Yeah. Well, she was going through uh, a food change, too. So, you know, I was changing her from one brand to another because when I adopted her from the rescue group, they had her on one brand and I changed her over to another. So that was making the farting worse. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I like to torture her, like, in a fun way. She likes to, like, she she loves to be beaten. I mean, 
Yes, whoa, John. A lot whoa. of women do like to be mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, you know, I'll jump down on the floor with her and I'll start rubbing her tubby like real hard. I'll be like, yeah, rah, rah, yeah, you know, like, like that kind of thing. Oh, kind yeah, of she, she loves a rough house. And um, I, I think last night at Roughed House, I grabbed her and she she was running past the couch and I grabbed her and pulled her up real quick on the couch and I was like holding her and she started doing the little, I could always tell when she wants to be let go because she starts to do the, she'll do that. Really? Like and, a dog? Right. And if you don't let her go, then she'll the fangs come out. <laughs> she hasn't scratched or she hasn't bitten, but she'll threaten. But it's funny because like when I was holding her, I was like, no, I got you. And I had a, a I call it my big fuzzy lo- robe. I had my big fuzzy robe on last night, uh-huh. trying to keep warm. And all of a sudden, it was like I had her all. It was all white. So, get a picture, okay? Okay. Um, so then, all of a sudden, I have her. She's all white. So I had her I all know. cuddled up with me. And next thing I knew is because I wouldn't let her go, and she's doing the. And I still had her. And then all of a sudden, it was like then the fangs came out. Then it was like, and then I still had her. <laughs> oh, and that's when she cut it. Yeah. And she cut it hard. And she it was right like, into your arm. <laughs> she did. It was like, she, oh my God, she pooped on my white robe. Nope, she didn't. She oh, just farted she really farted. bad. She farted. She ripped one. Oh, yep. no. She let it go. But there's silence, though. Silent, Silent but deadly. Silent, but deadly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what do you think about that story about dressing up, though? I mean, dressing up your pets. I'm I mean, just, I'm just here to say that I'm a dog trainer and I have dressed up my dogs, other people's dogs I it's had a big Halloween thing i mean a lot of people do it daycare people do it so why not they sell so many different costumes right now i mean i, I don't know as I, long I as, as long it, as the pet likes it and you can tell if they don't yeah because one of my friends has like pit bulls and she puts clothing on them and one of them just freezes and stands still like, get this off of me. like you have a compression vest on the oh, dog on youtube you know? i was watching one with a cat and they put the, a little outfit on the cat and the cat wouldn't move it was a fat cat wouldn't move and then all of a sudden i'm watching it and it would just stand there and then it would fall over yeah it would just tumble right over yeah and some people think oh it's so humiliating it's this it's that people are gonna do it so i don't know i don't think it's harmful to the pet again i think it all comes down to you knowing your pet and knowing their body language and if they're able to tolerate it fine Mm -hmm. if they're not don't torture them no and i think it comes Uh, down to like when they're young if you haven't if you haven't taught them to start wearing something like this start dressing yeah at a young age You don't like clothes, do you? (laughs) I walk around naked. (laughs) What's in your closet? Oh, fabulous. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know. You know, there's a story of someone that works in the animal industry, and she had a um, male, um, how would you say, um, housekeeper. And you know how you say she came home one. I, I don't know if I should tell the story. She came home one night though, and and she came home early, and there he was singing to Madonna in her negligee. Oh, <laughs> oh my! Wow. Gosh. <laughs> so even there were no pets involved in that one though. Hey, spay new to your pets and help control that pet population. From all of us here, we say uh, goodbye for this hour of the program. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Patch. I'm Maria Ryan, and I'm Zach Uden. Special thanks to Environmental Ed. Bye for now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.